motion man and fake it to him. A work he sets up. Felton Davis in zone. Diving pass. Touchdown, Michigan State. From WDBM East Lansing, you are listening to Spartan Red Zone, the student voice of Michigan State football. This is the source for the best analysis, updates, and much more for Spartan football. How are we? We're back this week, and we got a football game here at SRZ. Ryan Collins alongside Alex McRae. Eric Bach back for the first time in a couple yeah, weeks. great to be back. Folks. And Aiden Hunt. And Joe Dandron will join us a little bit later, but it's great to be back. Yeah, no, it's it's nice to have a Michigan State football game this weekend. Is it? it seems like it's the first time in a while. Right? I'm, with, I'm with Collins. Is it? Is it nice? <laughs> Is it nice to have a Michigan State well, football game? Well, this week? that means we're one week closer to the end of the season, fellas. I, I, I'm kidding, but it's been such a weird. The way they scheduled this year for Michigan State has been very odd. I don't remember. A, I they used to have a double bye, like yeah. I think seven or eight years ago, maybe less than that. But the way they did the double bye this year was weird. Yep. Considering the fact that Michigan State. Had to play like their three toughest teams, like in between one of them. I don't know. It's weird. I just have to say, it's great to be back with you guys. Hoop, You're not sick either. Hoop, no, I'm not sick. I'm not coughing. Hoop season has already started for me, so my last couple Wednesdays have been little on, on the road. So it's be, uh, an open Wednesday. So I'm 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 happy to be here. What's it called? Is what's it called? What's the conference called? The GLIAC. Does the GLIAC play Wednesday like exclusively? Or? It's every. Every all, day, all the conferences play Wednesday, Saturday is kind of how. Okay, how that's not bad. Yeah, well, yeah, college troops started yesterday. Michigan State lost. Didn't look horrible. People overreact, but they're fine. I think but, Ashton Hagens looked pretty good. He looked. He was a lot better than he was last year. I was not an Ashton Hagens fan last year, but I mean, whatever. Michigan State, very Michigan Statey. Like they don't have an. They don't have an identity yet which they usually don't at this point in the season. It's pretty hard to have an identity. I mean, Cassius is going to be Cassius, but whatever. We, it, it, the one thing that came from the Champions Classic, which concerns this podcast, college football playoffs first rankings. Did you guys watch it, by the way? Did you guys see Joey Galloway and Jordan? Not Jordan Palmer. What's it? Jesse. Jesse, Jesse Palmer. Palmer. Jesse Palmer wore the same colored suit. I was on the road last night, they, so I wasn't watching. They literally are in between each other. So Herbie's on the far left. Sweating. He yeah. was just sweating. Yeah, so Herbie's on the far left, and you got – it's actually pretty – you got Jesse Palmer, Joey Galloway, literally in the same color blazer, and it's like a maroon. So it's kind of like trying to be like hip, stylish, <laughs> but they both just look like waiters in between Reese Davis and Kurt Herbstreit. They look, they mentioned it like eight times on a broadcast because it looks so bad. They it, couldn't have put one of them on the other side of, of Herbie or something like that? I think it would have fit Herbie's better, always but, on the end, though. Yeah, always. He gets what he wants. Better, Must be his good side. Better camera angle. Main attraction. Main attraction. But, like, you look at the playoff rankings, kind of surprising that OSU was number one. I was... I'm not surprised. I... I... I Get people saying Ohio State is the number one team in the country. Their track record is not as good as LSU's. That's why I was a little bit surprised. But I get, I have no problem with anyone saying Ohio State's the best team in the country because on like eye test, they looked like the best team in the yep. country. So I, I didn't have a problem with that. LSU, Bama, two and three, didn't have a problem with that. Very shot Penn State was number four, but yeah. I actually kind of like that because they're like, hey, Clemson, the ACC sucks. 
Like they're actually like recognizing that. So I don't I, I didn't hate that. And Penn State and Ohio State play each other, so they'll figure itself out. Yeah, I saw that Bama was still three, and I get that it's Alabama, but their combined opponent's record, the winning percentage they have is like thirty nine percent. Yeah, but it's a it's a joke. They're literally only ranked third because they are Alabama, and that it, that's you what want, I absolutely you... hate about college football. Well, but at the same time, have you you've watched Alabama obviously play this year? Yeah, I mean they've, they've absolutely they've, demolished everyone, and they look like Alabama. So I I'm fine with Alabama being I, a three at this point. I year. would have flipped Alabama and Clemson. I I they at Clemson's does hasn't played anyone either. I, yeah, I don't know. They have, their opponents have a better winning percentage. It's going to figure itself out. I like Ohio State being number one, but I think this probably drove ESPN crazy because they were slated to have uh, number one and number two for game day this week, and now they have two and three. I don't think they care that much since they're not broadcasting the game, but CBS cares a little bit Here, more. Here's my thoughts. I, I was pleasantly surprised with the playoff committee. I think, you, you were happy? I, I yeah. was, too. I was I, really happy with the rankings yeah. in general. So, here's, I mean, at this point, in the first rankings, all we have is the eye test. Yes. Right? That's like, for, for a lot so, of teams. There's so many. I've, obviously, these rankings don't mean a damn thing. No, they don't. But, like, the way that these that the committee ranked the teams, to me, at this point in the season, was, was really good. I mean, is Clemson probably better than Penn State? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at this point in the season... Penn State has had better wins and has looked better in their wins. So, other than the second half of the Michigan game, but well, and and against Pitt, they well, didn't look yeah, the but either. the Clemson, I would say that Pitt's Pitt, not that Pitt's bad. better than North Carolina, though. I don't and think Clemson, I, I don't think Pitt is that good. Pitt's Clemson, defense is good. They're a scrappy team, and Clemson yeah, was yeah. two plays away from losing to North Carolina too. Yeah. So, I mean. I think Clemson's really good and still one of the top four teams in the country, but I'm glad they were not ranked in the top four in, the, in these initial ranks. I think, I think they, I think they got it completely right. The top yeah. five. I think Ohio State's the best team in the country. I think to this point, LSU's got the best resume in the country. Alabama's been killing everybody. Penn State is undefeated and looked really good last week here in East Lansing, and Clemson has taken care of their business in every game and had a scare against North Carolina, but and and Georgia. Georgia still controls their own destiny. They do. I I, I agree with the Georgia thing. I, I, think, I was almost thinking that Oregon should be ahead of Georgia. I think I don't one, know about that. I don't I, know about that. I know what people want to say. They want to value the South Carolina win, as I'm wearing a South Carolina right, sweatshirt. Right. Yeah. But uh, mean loss. They they have good wins. That's the thing. That's why they're so. That's why they're ranked so high. They're one of only two teams with top fifteen with two top fifteen wins. I I will say this. I think one through eight all control their destiny to get to the playoff. Every single one. I don't think there's any team in outside the top eight. You look at Utah, Oregon, who fill out that top seven and eight. I think if either one of those teams wins out, they're in the playoff. What about and, Baylor? You think there's a Pac-12 team in the playoff? Yes. Yes, if they yes. win out. If one of these teams wins out, yes. What about and, what about Baylor? Baylor's not in the top eight. I don't think they control their own destiny. Who, right? who does? Who Baylor does... Ha- Baylor would have to beat I think Oklahoma twice. Yeah, I which mean, is not going to happen. I, but if they did that, they would be in the playoffs. I was going to say I think if Baylor wins out and they go undefeated and they win the Big Twelve, they're in. Uh, who, yeah, out, outside of the top eight and Baylor, maybe there's no one else who's going to make the playoffs. Who so. does a, a Pac-12 champion knock out though? They knock out. Like, which of the they're going to need help? Powerhouse. No, teams. they're not going to need help because it'll be if Ohio State or Penn State. They'll knock each other out. 
Because one of the no, because one of those teams that loses is not going to go to the Big Ten championship game. We've seen if the and they probably don't, but if the committee values the Big Ten as much, I mean, we've seen it in the past. We've seen non-division champion Alabama two years ago win or go to the playoff. There's a difference between Alabama and Penn State. Yeah, a one-loss Alabama is valued significantly saying, higher than a one-loss Penn all, State. I don't care what year. It all is. I'm saying is that. It's not unprecedented for the committee to put a non-division champion in the It's I not agree. unprecedented, but I, just, I think there needs to be a clear distinction of that Penn State deserves to be in, and I don't think Penn State has that has that resume-defining win yeah. or, in this case, even loss. I agree it's not unprecedented, only if it's from the SEC. I think it's unprecedented for a non-division champion yeah. from any other conference except for the SEC to make it into the playoff. I, I 100% agree it's with not, that. It's Aiden. not even that, though, because I do think whoever wins that Ohio State-Penn State game is going to win the conference. Probably. And I don't think – the Big Ten, say what you want about the Big Ten, I don't think it's strong enough to warrant two teams out of the conference. No, I don't either. I don't. So, so I, if we get to that point in the season, I do believe that. And I do think – I know I made this point last week that I think LSU has a good opportunity even if they lose to Alabama to make the playoff. I didn't make that point. But if Oregon and Utah win out, they're not going to leave them out because the Pac-12 has not been in the playoff for three years, well, I and think. And they'd have to play each other in the championship game Yes, of the Pac-12. Yeah. So I, I just truly don't believe they'll leave them out. Aiden, you got a point? I need to poise a hypothetical because okay. this was a big source of debate before the Michigan State-Kentucky game last night between a couple of friends of mine and uh, myself. But is the bottom of the SEC or the bottom of the Big Ten better? Bottom of the Big Ten is way better than the bottom of the SEC. The so, bottom of the SEC sucks. So if Vanderbilt and Rutgers played each other, who okay, that's okay, the that's bottom, that, that, bottom. That doesn't Vanderbilt, everybody in the Big Ten other than Rutgers, I would say, is stronger. Maryland, Vanderbilt, mm, I Northwestern. Think, Mar- no, against Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt is not very good this year, but I do think Vanderbilt would probably beat Northwestern, Rutgers. And then after that, I do think the bottom of the Big Ten's bad. Like, what about Arkansas, Maryland? Arkansas sucks. Arkansas, Arkansas is so bad. bad. Chad Morris is going to lose his job after yeah, a second year. Not okay, good. what about uh, what about Missouri, Michigan State? Missouri is better than Michigan State. Kelly Bryant's having, having a sneaky decent got year. Two losses. Oh, yeah. okay. Missouri's like middle to upper tier. Okay, okay, okay. Middle upper tier. Of the how SEC. About, how about how about Kentucky is playing a wide receiver at quarterback? Yeah. Michigan State, Ole Miss. <laughs> Michigan State, Old Miss yeah. is not good. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think I, I think, I think Ole Miss has a better offense. We talk about this, and I think if you stack them up, SEC gets the. I think they they win it out. I they do. get the edge barely, but oh, I think yeah. the bottom okay. of the SEC is I, better. I think we're just overvaluing the Big Ten a little bit. I think, I, agree I think Northwestern with that. is garbage. I think Purdue's on a third string quarterback. I think uh, Rutgers shouldn't be a Division One football team, and Maryland doesn't have. A soul. They're, okay. they're just a, a team that goes out there and just gets completely run over, regardless of who they play. You here's, can say the exact same thing about Michigan State. Yeah, I know. <laughs> here's my here's my question to you all. So let's say that the Big Ten champion is undefeated, whether that be Penn State or Ohio State. So we'll yeah. just count. So we'll count that as a playoff spot. Yes. We'll count Clemson in. Yes. Right. I think that's a given. Right. Yep. So okay. So what happens if? So this Alabama LSU game Saturday ends twenty seven twenty four on a walk off field goal. Either way, doesn't matter. If Georgia wins the SEC, yeah, and it's... then Georgia goes and wins the SEC, that knocks both of the SEC West teams out. You think? Correct? No, you don't think so. No. Okay, so so now that's that's well, okay. The thing. So what about yeah. Oklahoma then? Oklahoma wins out, wins the Big Twelve. 
What about Oregon? Oregon went, there's not enough spots here. I, I would, so we got two spots for those four teams. Can we all, I, I don't know what your guys' takes are on this. I get really upset when I get the people who tell me that the eight-game playoff is such a like better system than what they have now. Do they understand why college football is so good? It's because every single regular season game matters. And it would bug me to my Not core. if you put the Power 5 champs in. I Make it six, then. <laughs> Don't make it eight. Because if an Oklahoma team in this year that doesn't go undefeated makes the playoff, that would drive me crazy. Because they have not played anyone worth anything. Texas was supposed to be the best one. Texas stinks. It's so easy. The same, it's so the same easy. thing can be said about Alabama. I no, mean, I, 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 I understand that. I get it, that uh, Oklahoma not... has a loss, but... Uh, it's so easy. Yeah, but Alabama's Alabama, undefeated. Alabama and Oklahoma, Alabama to me, loss. are very similar teams. Alabama just has a better defense. It's so, simil- it's so easy. Five power, five champs, best group of five team, two at-larges. I, I, I think that the Oklahoma, their issue is not their fault. Their fault or the fault goes to the Big 12 for just being bad this year. Well, I mean, yeah. The Big 12's not that bad because, though. I mean, if we're looking Kansas at oh, they State's don't play not anybody. Bad. Baylor's not bad. Texas? Oklahoma State's not bad. Texas. Texas is underachieved. Is, they're not terrible. TCU. Texas is took okay. LSU to the to the wire. Then, then Oklahoma what, State. Then what makes Oklahoma such a bad team to put in the playoff? They they they've played one quality team okay. on the road and they've lost. That is Basically, it. so back to my hypothetical: Big Ten champ, Clemson, SEC champ. So we're whoever wins the SEC is going to be in, yes. right? So there's three spots. So you got one spot left for Oklahoma, the Pac-12 champ, and potentially a second SEC team. I I think the SEC team gets it. You think two SEC teams are going to get it? I think so. I, 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 the only way that happened, like I, mean, I know it, this it, is a hypothetical. I I know that's a hypothetical. I think Georgia would get in, and I think if it, LSU, the only way Georgia's getting in is if they win the no, SEC. No, 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 no. Yeah, I know that, but that's your that's your hypothetical. Okay, that sure. that they win the SEC. All right. I think if Alabama is the team that loses the Georgia, they're not in. But if LSU wins, because LSU's resume mm. is so much better than Alabama's, like a lot better. So you're thinking that LSU is going to win the game Saturday? No, I'm saying if LSU is the team that's undefeated and loses to Georgia, that's the case you make yeah. for two okay. SEC teams. Okay, so Oregon wins out, say, yes. and beats Utah in the Pac-12 championship game. I think so they'd, they'd have to beat them handedly. 12-1. and one. Handedly. They'd okay. have to win by more than 10 points. Okay, so Oregon's got to—so you think Oregon— does not control their own destiny. I think they do control their own destiny. So if you think if Oregon wins out, they're in no matter what happens yes. to any other team. I, I truly, no. I, 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 I don't. I think Oregon has. If they go twelve and one, Oregon has a better resume than Clemson. With but the, Clemson will be in because they'll be undefeated. I understand that, and the I, defending champion. But you really looked at this Oregon team. They're a flute play away from probably going undefeated if they do go undefeated. Yeah, they, and it, yeah, and like their one loss is to Auburn, who I don't think Auburn's that good anymore. They have a really good defense. I mean, it's a top fifteen loss. No, yeah. that's what I'm saying though. I I truly believe if Oregon, I I th- I could see Utah getting snubbed. I think if or- Oregon's at that name brand value enough, if they win the Bid Twelve and they beat Utah in the Bid Twelve Championship, Pac-12. they'll get in. That, Pac Twelve. Sorry, that's the thing with the college football playoff and the four teams that I, I can't stand. It's There's so much brand recognition yeah. here that, that plays heavily into what teams they select because the, 
even though Utah might be a better team than Oregon, I don't know. I know. I but know. So if they were to do the exact same thing that Oregon did, they wouldn't get in. So Collins, you think out of those three teams that I listed, Oklahoma, the Pac, a one loss Pac-12 champ, and a one loss SEC West team, whether that be Alabama or LSU, I think Oregon that you would get think the spot. in the pecking order, you'd go Oregon, SEC team, Oklahoma. That you, I, I personally believe they I, I should go. I I I understand. My my personal belief is that they should put Oregon in. Because they, they went on and scheduled someone in no, non conference. That's just my belief. No, I, and I, I get what you're saying too. Because you can do on the eye test, you can be, hey, maybe Oregon's not as good as as Georgia or whatever. I think like that's the, what they should do. That's not what they would do. I but this is the one thing that made me so mad last year that I love Kirk Herb Street more than anyone in the entire world. But when they lost to Alabama and he tried to say they should have been in the playoff last year in the SEC championship game. Georgia? Yeah. Yeah. That was insane. That, like what? What is winning? Like does winning matter? Right. Like if you you're just basically though, I think Georgia's better. They didn't win anything. So I I I, I know what you're saying, and if they're gonna do it purely on eye test, I get that. But I I just think the thing that I like about college football is that if you win a certain amount of games and whatever, you earn your spot. And I get that you might get smashed like Michigan State did in the playoff. But if you really think that this like system doesn't work. Name one year the two best teams didn't play in the national title game. Well, it's always, always going to work out that yeah, way. That, that's what I'm saying, though. I, I, like, that's the problem with the NCAA basketball tournament. The best team usually never wins. Like, if college football cares about the best team winning, their format right now is fine. I just don't I don't see the need to go to eight. Okay, but if you go to eight, then you're going to get the same thing. Yeah, the two I, best teams I, I are going to get there. I, I, agree I, with I that don't 100%. agree with that. You're playing, and what's it called? The first two teams will get a bye. I think that's how it would no, work. No, it'd no. be one versus eight, two versus seven. That's the that's six not, game where the two, can, the two I, I, teams Out of all buy. the proposals I've seen, the first two teams get buys. And then no. it's like two. Yeah, well, the, how do you even play that? Yeah, then? you can't play with eight. That, that has I've to seen be buys. six. Whatever. I don't know. Well, okay. I got, I got, I, I, I'm staunchly against the eight I got, playoff. I got two more questions for you guys sure. on this. On this. If Minnesota and Baylor went out. Do they make it? No. Minnesota. Actually, Minnesota would make Minnesota it. Minnesota would not make it. Are you, you sure? So? With over wins that... over Penn State, Wisconsin, and Ohio State. And they have Iowa. Okay. So and Iowa. I that for, would be four about Ohio ranked State. wins. Okay, yes. Four. I forgot that because Ohio such a State's point, not on though. their regular season this schedule. This is such a It's not going to happen. Minnesota's going to lose this week to Penn yeah. State, and it's all going to be over. I don't now. think – it's not even that. Even if they win this week – they're not beating Ohio State. They're no. not. Gonna, they're not going to run the gauntlet. They're not going to beat Wisconsin and Iowa. They're just not yeah. talented enough. They're not so going to beat I, I'm Penn not State gonna inter- twice. Entertain that then. I will entertain Baylor because they do have the possibility of going undefeated in the regular season. I don't think they have the capability to beat Oklahoma twice. So gonna. I don't think that's even worth discussing. The, old, the last thing I'm going to say about the playoff. That is very off the map and it has no value to anyone. <laughs> the fact that Iowa is ranked 18th here. This shows me that some of the people don't watch college football. Because Iowa sucks. I was not good at football. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch? If anyone watched that Michigan game, Michigan has a reason to be number 14th. They've proved the last three weeks they're a completely different team. You watch that Iowa game, the last like three Iowa games, they scored 20 points on Northwestern. They won 20 to 0. They're so anemic. I can't take Iowa. I can't get Iowa out of my face. They should not be ranked. It's so stupid. Their best win is against a bad Iowa State team. Get them out of there. I don't know why they do this. They do this so they can fluff up teams like Minnesota. So like they're like, 
know what? We ranked Minnesota low at 17. Yeah. So let's give Iowa at 18. So if they win, it is a 12 they win. What about, like that is absolutely ridiculous to me. I hate it. What I about can't. Memphis? Why is Memphis ranked so low? I yeah, I don't get that either. I don't I, I, I don't see it. Why is Wake Forest ranked really low? Wake Forest is very good. I know. Very good. I don't know when do they play Clemson or would they meet up in a ACC championship? I'm gonna look that up right now. But Wake Forest could give Clemson a game. They do play Clemson, but it's at Death Valley next week. Yeah, but I'm yeah. Hmm. We're gonna talk about Wake a little bit because they're being a pick on. But that's all I have. That's actually helpful for Clemson. Yes, it is. But Wake Forest is good, so they did they've earned their spot there. Yeah. Dave Clawson done a great job. But other than that, I mean, look at last week's takeaways. Oregon just absolutely dominated USC. Clay Helen's out there. I think it's official now. They're just waiting to find. I don't even know who takes the USC job. We've talked about this a couple of times. Everyone says Urban Meyer. I don't see it. Utah shows shows a lot of grit in Seattle, beating Washington. I didn't. I the start of that game, they got down like ten to nothing, fought their way back. How about Washington? Jacob had, Eason played had horrible. Both in that game. Oregon and Utah on the ropes at home. Jacob and Eason just blew yeah. it both times. Jacob Eason doesn't throw that pitch six in the third quarter. I think third quarter. They probably win that game. He did not play very good. Oh, they should have beat. By the Oregon, way, their the running back is Zach Moss. That is his name. Yeah, stud. He's fantastic. He was really good. And then Notre Dame almost loses the Vatach. Who I don't. Vatach is like on their like third quarterback. They are so weird. They're up and down. They were like dead in the water, and then they beat somebody. Herb Street was talking about him on the nightcap recap. You guys ever watch that? Yeah. On Fowler's Instagram. I, I was gonna that. say. I was gonna say. Bach, I know you got that conspiracy that Kelly's going to be the Nets Michigan coach. I don't think Harbaugh's leaving Michigan this year. I think he's trying to. I never said it. Harbaugh no, no, was no, 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 no. I know, I know that you said he's a Nets Michigan coach. I know that's mm-hmm. your take. If Brian, if the, they're not going to fire Brian Kelly, no, he's going to leave. You, where do you think he leaves if he leaves this year? Because there's no. rumors that he's going to eventually, whenever the Michigan job <laughs> okay. opens up, he's going to leave wherever he is and go take it. Okay, I. I I don't see that still, but whatever. And then SMU, all-time cover on Saturday. And that's Memphis, storm for two. Basically, the cover sits in a half for most people. It was a push for us on the SRZ pick them. But, yeah, that, that was wild. And then uh, there was no Michigan State game this week, but there was Michigan State news. What, what When did this come out? Did it come out on Friday or Thursday? Thursday. Joe Bocci announced ineligible by the Big Ten for, I think, testing – Positive performance enhancing drugs. You got to assume it's something like a weird supplement that's like somewhat similar to steroids or something. I'm going to be honest. I'm not very surprised. It, I mean, it, it, you can name most linebackers in the Big Ten for me. I wouldn't be surprised. I think there's a lot of fishy things going on when you see a lot of these jacked up dudes the way they look. So, I don't and know. And usually sure. in, this, in a situation like this with that type of drugs or supplements... It's usually not a lone wolf. When there's one, there's more. Yep. Usually. Yep. Just saying. Yeah. I, I, I the, just yeah. I think the others are the bulls, maybe. I mean, Matt. I mean, Matt's bull. But I don't think they ever announced it. I think he was suspended for the Rose Bowl because he. I think he tested positive for. Well, P- 
PEDs. That I was a rumor. I don't think anybody ever confirmed that. Yeah, I but heard, that, that was the rumor. There's lot. There's. I've heard that. I've heard a rumor of a public urination. I heard that one too. Yeah. So we're not about to slander anybody. No, we're not slander. We're making We don't know. Anything. We don't know anything. No, we are no. clueless. It, yeah, yeah. We're we're just. This is purely speculation. We don't know anything. We don't have any inside yeah. information. Ba- just make ba- that clear. Bocce's appealing it. It. I mean, the way they had their statement, it basically said he's not going to win the appeal. So. Right. Like Mark D'Antonio said, he's been a great Spartan, and we want to yeah. keep him part of the process. That, like, once you hear he's been, yeah, yeah that I, it's a done deal. They so never, he never denied it in his statement either. No, it, it is sad to see a guy who has been such a great player for Michigan State Very leave good. in just this. That sucks for him. Fashion. Too. It, because, it, it does yeah. because he has been a a really stalwart part of this defense for a long time. Yeah, so, I mean, he had to wall like I think. They burned his redshirt when they were on the road at Maryland when Riley Bold got a targeting his freshman year. And then after that, he's been flat out a stud. Yeah, he's no, been a great player for Michigan State I remember football. that game. I was in the pink section. It was snowing, nasty, nasty game. And he, he was really a standout in that game. He looked really good. No, it, and he ever since, he's been the the star linebacker. Yeah, so, I mean, losing him is, I mean, huge news. Noah Harvey looks like to be the fill-in. I was... I was thinking about this, but I, I looking back at it, it's probably a stupid idea. I was like, maybe they put Antoine at the Mike linebacker. I think if anything, they'd put Tyreek Thompson. You think so? Yeah, I yeah, think so. I, yeah, I, I thought about that, but I think they're going to give Noah Harvey a shot, which I think is actually a good thing for this Michigan State program. I, I agree. I think it's great to get a younger guy who's going to be on the team next year, get him some reps, get him get him some, some practice calling uh, – Calling the defense, being, yes. being the head of that defensive unit, I think is going to be very important. Yeah, it, it should be interesting. I, I'm curious to see how Noah Harvey looks this weekend against Illinois. But, yeah, I mean, that was the big news. The thing about it that was weird, though, for a guy with such name recognition and done a lot for Michigan State football, it, it, you're, you didn't really see an outcry of, like, oh, because that that that's like a kick in the nuts of your season that should, like, hurt, like, hurt a lot. I think it says a lot about the state of this program. That's what I was fan saying. base and the the mental space of the football team. I that, think everybody's a little disappointed, but they're like, ah, well, they're it like rains it's basketball. Pours, I guess. Yeah, they're like it's basketball season. Eh. Like who, who, who cares? I, I mean, which is kind of weird, but that that sucks for Bocce, but it is what it is. I mean, rules are rules. I, I don't think it's people like it's steroids. No one is doing steroids in 2019. It's probably some weird supplement that is on like a band yep. list you're not supposed yeah. to do. It's probably from GNC. Yeah, yeah, or like size up supplements. It's probably from one of those weird like like bodybuilding websites. It, it's probably like the uh, deer antler spray or something that it's Ray something Lewis weird, was yeah. doing years ago. It's it's some obscure medical thing that Joe Dandron has joined us. His, your mic is on, by the way. Okay, I just want. I didn't know if it was yes. or not. I didn't want to. Ask because then I wouldn't be speaking into the mic. Joe, Joe, <laughs> Joe has asked. Uh, he'll observe until the pits and he'll chime in when he's ready. Is that yes, correct? Yes, that is correct. So I might have to chime in for the uh, player of the week. Okay, we don't, we don't want we'll Joe see. to feel uncomfortable on yes, the show. So. We'll see. What well, are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, he's, I, well, you're just gonna chime in when you're ready. Uh, okay. That's what he said. He's gonna chime uh, in yeah, when he yeah. feels when I'm yeah when he's good and ready. Yes, Aiden okay. is telling well, yeah, us to move it along. We so. do. It's we're like 25 minutes in and we haven't even got to yeah. around a bit time. It'll be fine. Yeah, I know. Whatever. Eh, whatever. Let's move on from Joe Bocci. That was only Michigan State news this week because they were on a bye. But Big Ten horrible slate this week again. <laughs> this a, it was horrible. This is a horrible slate. 
Like people were saying that they missed the big noon kickoff when they don't have a good game. I kind of did because the noon kickoff did suck this week. And you had for the last couple of weeks, you're like, oh, was it good- Nebraska Purdue? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. It doesn't matter about big noon kickoff. I just like having one good game at the noon slate. There was none. You know. Week. You know what? It was actually kind of refreshing for me. No, I I, I only watched half a game of football this weekend, yeah. and it was it was nice. It was like a, a cleanse. Break. Little bre- uh, yeah, I had a cleanse too. Yeah, I was working on Saturday. I didn't even really get a chance to watch anything. So and, and it was the perfect week to do it too. I disagree. When you, we only got so much weeks of football, you gotta you gotta embrace Refocus, every single one of them. You gotta you gotta just. Give yourself I think a, that, a weekend to refocus. No, the best break is when the season ends and then bowl season starts. Mm, true. That's you're just like, that's oh, fair. Yeah, that's my break. But Michigan shellacks Maryland thirty eight to seven. But Michigan didn't really look good. I don't know if you guys watch this thing, but I watch it majority of it. You see Michigan people on Twitter. It's like Michigan's gonna win this game handedly, but no help to their coaching staff. It, it, the first half was sloppy for them. They kind of picked it up in the second. Maryland sucks. They had cool jerseys. That's all I got to say about that game. Maryland's jerseys were nice. Very nice. They should I definitely go back those. to those helmets. Yeah. The Terps, the little strip Terps. I like that. Alton Cray, nine win Deanna, question mark? I, yes. I'm all aboard. Mike Pennant's out for the year. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Pete doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Best, se- best season under Tom Allen is going on right now. They beat a dead one and seven Northwestern team. Go Hoosiers. Michigan what? State's best win by far. Easy. Yes. With Mike Pennants, because Mike Pennants is better than Peyton Ramsey, but Peyton Ramsey's like not a horrible backup. He started in the Big Ten the last he's a, two years. He's a very serviceable backup quarterback. Yes. And then Illinois, after a rough, not a rough first half, they let Rutgers back into the game, tied at 10-10, to 10, scored 28 on answer in the second half to get to five wins, and looking at a bowl for the first time since 2014. Pretty cool. Lovey Smith said this upcoming matchup against Michigan State is the biggest game of his tenure at Illinois. I, I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> that's Dude, what he said. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. I mean, we'll talk about that when we get into the Illinois preview. Jeff Brom and Drew Brees have somehow made Purdue football cool. I, I I don't know what's going on. Like I see a viral Twitter clip literally every like two weeks something about Purdue football. It's Purdue football. I love it. I I, I love it too. It, it's the definition of how to build a brand. I know. Because I love it. They're, they're not a good team. They have talent, but they're not a good, like, winning football team. Yeah. And it's just <laughs> what looking are you, at Joe okay, Dandridge trying Joe, to figure out what, what, doing? what he's doing mic. with the mic. Joe, there we go. There we go. I had to fix it because it was all the cord yes. was all raveled around the arm of the mic. Also, Drew Brees' pre-game yeah. speech was pretty to cool. Purdue. Awesome. Incredible. Okay. Yeah, Incredible. It was pretty good. Yeah. And what I, I mean, I, I was like, dude, how do you like settle down? You got a bye week. That's what I thought about Drew Brees, but other than that, <laughs> he's very passionate about Purdue football. Man. I guess I, I doubt he really is, but I, whatever. He's just that kind of guy. He's a great guy, but like I said, there was nothing going on in the Big Ten this week, really, in football. So let's move into the SRZ Players of the Week. First off, we got the SRZ Jordan Jefferson Offensive Player of the Week. A little shout-out to LSU Alabama this week. That's why it's themed that way. Jordan Jefferson, one of those guys who's like, if he can make a couple plays, LSU could maybe get over the Never really did, but whatever. <laughs> I'm going to move into mine. I, I, I took A.J. Dillon. He had like 243 rushing yards against Syracuse. Dino Babers, yikes. Not a good, not a good year after... Basically, the best season in Syracuse football since Donovan McNabb and Marvin Harrison were there. But 
A.J. Dillon went off. I think he had like 200 yards rushing in the first half, and then they brought the backup in who had like 180. So shout out to A.J. Dillon. He's, I think, third. No, yeah, he's third in NCAA in rushing. So shout out to A.J. Dillon, Boston College. My SRZ Jordan Jefferson Offensive Player of the Week is East Carolina quarterback Holton Ollers, who went 32 of 52, 535 yards passing, four touchdowns. As East Carolina almost uh, made a, a good showing against Cincinnati, only losing by a field goal. Okay. East Carolina used to be frisky for a while. Not anymore. Let's move they, on. Have they changed their logo? No, they've they're, had it. Some type no, of pirate. Right? It used to be a pirate. Now it's a skull. Oh, no, they've had it. Is it no. like a Jolly Roger? No, it is a pirate. Oh, I know what you're talking about. They, it's, a, it's a skull pirate. No, they've they've had it like that, but I know what you're talking about. They, I know what you're talking about. They had the white guy with the beard and then a little hat as the ECU yeah, mascot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now it is a skull. Yeah. So is that I, new? No, I think they've had that. It's like an alternate logo, but I think they've gone to that the mainstay. Their field's pretty cool. They got the like Carolina State outline, mm, like and then that. you got and you got the stall and crossbones inside. It's pretty nice. Pretty nice. Else try. So my SRZ Jordan Jefferson Offensive Player of the Week has to go to Western Michigan's running back Levante Bellamy. Your boy. It's more so just a season total. Last week against Ball State, he had 31 rushes for 157 yards, three touchdowns. That brings his total to 20 touchdowns on the season rushing, which is insane in today's day and age where you throw the football all the time. And what he did against Ball State really just cemented himself as one of the best Western Michigan running backs of all time. Matchin started too this week. Started yesterday. Mm-hmm. They're playing right now. One of the dumbest things ever, but one of the funniest things love ever. Love it. So I, much. I love it. I love being able to turn on a Mac football game on a Tuesday night when I'm really, really bored. The only reason you watch those games is if you're gambling. Because you cannot convince me, you literally cannot convince me if you're watching the Mac for more than a quarter that you're just watching it for the love of the game. Because that's just not you can't do it. Okay, if if like <laughs> Central Michigan's playing Toledo, I'll sit down and I'll watch that game. Not the whole game. You'll be like, oh, I, 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 see I mean, it. I'll be flipping around, yeah, sure. Th- that's, but... what, that's what I'm saying. You're not locked into that unless you're gambling. That like, It's like Barcel Bidcat does that whole match, and then it's because he's a degenerate gambler. Right. I can't, I can't, if I'm not gambling on the match, I'm watching the Wednesday night NBA game. I'm just saying. What, what, what were you going to say, Joe? Do you have thoughts on the match? Well, I think that match is, I, okay, no, I don't have any thoughts. I don't even know what's going to go with that. The thing, that sucks, <laughs> the thing that sucks about matching, though, it sucks for the universities. Because oh, yeah. like, people go to Central and Western, yeah. they get like two games a year that are on Saturdays. Like They, they, they can't experience like an actual game day on like a Tuesday. That's why so many of them come to other colleges I, I was, yes, for say, game yeah. days, yeah. because yes. it's just like they just don't get to it. It kind of sucks. They used to, though. Like, like you look back at like Central and like their heyday, they definitely had like some sort of atmosphere at Kelly Shore. Okay, but let's let's put this into perspective here. Also, Western Michigan's had game day, uh, like sooner, I guess, in a, in a sense than Michigan State. I mean, it, they've had it more recently. Yeah. So okay. I mean, they they it's not like they've had a bad game day experience at Western Michigan. No, but you years. get you. I understand. I understand. What you're once saying, you get in this time of year, you basically shave off like three weeks of them getting the opportunity to play on Saturdays, which but is college football. If you're going to Western Michigan, are you really like <clears throat> no. invested in the football team at all? No, but I I do think that that's because people can. I would agree. People would agree. can darty on a Saturday regardless of whether there's a football game or not. I I agree. I agree. I agree. Aiden Hunt. Did you already say yours? For offensive player of the week. Yeah, I already said mine. 
Joe, do Jeez, you have one? Thanks. I do have one. Collins, we're paying attention. That might be the there. most surprising. A long time ago. That might be the most surprising thing you guys will hear during the show. Oh boy. Antonio Gibson of Memphis. That was the shootout that SMU game it was. And Antonio is Gibson, he your offensive player of the week or is he your frame of the week? Because I see him under frame of the week. Oh, he's the offensive player of the okay. week. Okay. Okay. I did not mean to put him under frame of the week, but I do have someone for frame of the week too. Okay. Good pitch. Good pitch. <laughs> so ninety-seven rushing yards, one hundred. 30 receiving yards, and I also had 150 return yards, three touchdowns in each of those categories. Or one cat, one touchdown in each of those categories. So three total. Okay, okay. Both, a, both of Quite the night. Oh, sorry, that's, that's a good pick, Joe. I like that I like that. 350-something? Yeah, carry the one. Yeah, yeah. Sounds Approximately about, right. about yeah. 350 total yards. I might have been a record. Okay. Uh, both of my... Uh, Players of the week are non-college football players. Oh, my my SRZ D Milner defensive player yeah. of the week is college hoops. Because if you watch the Champions Classic last night, yeah, yikes. So my Jordan uh, SRZ Jordan Jefferson offensive. Player oh, of the I week, skipped you. God, yeah, I'm is, so sorry. Is the the black cat from Monday Night Football? <laughs> That's that a good one. Invaded uh, MetLife Stadium. Apparently, there's and a, has invaded Twitter. Yeah. Apparently, there's a population of cats that live at MetLife that the security staff feeds and stuff because they keep the mice population down. And that cat was apparently spooked by the noise of the crowd and ended up on the field. And Did we you got a glorious yeah. call from our guy Kevin Harlan? That yes. was a great call, and I, I'm I'm glad you told me that. That was a, that was a nice little segment. Thank you. I didn't know that that was a that I, was a thing. I they, uh, I yeah I I bring a lot to the show. McCray. Yeah. I they really never, do. they never caught that cat. They said, yeah, it just ran up the tunnel and is still roaming the the corridors of MetLife Stadium. Yeah. They just have a bunch of stray cats at yeah. MetLife. Yep, oh. and it, and they don't have a mice problem at all. Interesting. Yes. Sorry for imagine cutting... going to a game there and just running into a bunch of random feral cats. Well, normally yes. they live underneath. This one, for some reason, got out. Bizarre, bizarre. <laughs> yeah. I don't hate that. Like, hey, no, I love it. I, I would love rather it. I would rather have a cat deal with rats than me deal. With oh, rats. absolutely! It's a great idea. Yeah, it's a fantastic idea. Whoever whoever allowed that to continue is a smart person. Yes, smart person. So now we'll move on. I am sorry to you, right there. Does I, that mean I can go first? Yes, you can go, Bach. I'm very sorry. I, I'm used to having four people True. the last it's, couple of weeks. Yeah, you haven't been here, so yeah, it's my own fault. Yes, my uh, SRZ D Milner defensive player of the week is along the same lines as you. Um, Collins is college basketball referees. They're the best defense there is. I, I want your take on college. I, I, I am one. I will say this: college basketball, the officiating and the gameplay is so bad. But I don't think it's the officials' no, fault. It's not. No, it's, it's just not. like the wor- They have the worst rules, I think, in sports. No, well, yeah, um, and like the lane's not big enough. There's a bunch of stuff yeah, they should do. Yeah, um, the guys. I'm not here to like trash the referees at all because the guys last night are doing what they're what they're told, what yes. they're directed to do. And if they want to continue to be employed, they have to do what they're told to do. Yeah, I know. And and so you know we can we can complain about the referees all we want about oh Michigan State had so much foul trouble yeah. last night. Kentucky had the same amount of foul trouble, maybe not the same amount, but darn close. And yeah, and the best defense in college basketball is to. Or a good defense is to have the best scorers on the bench because of foul trouble. Yeah, I want to I want to talk about that really quick. Where uh, Michigan State fans are complaining about all the fouls that were called against them and the free throw, uh, yeah. the free throw disparity. disparity. Yeah, um, Michigan State never really tried to drive too much and create no. fouls. That's the difference in in the free Lots throws. Lots of jump shots and 
that was what was really frustrating me with Michigan State Twitter is everybody was complaining about the free throws when in reality it's Michigan State's offense not creating the opportunities to go to the free throw line. And let's be real, when is Michigan State never followed? Like they they're not a team that doesn't follow a lot. They're always a team that's like that's the other why, teams in the bonus of ten minutes left. That's why that's why depth is so important for Michigan State. Yes. It's not like Michigan with John Beeline where they're only following like five times a game. That yeah. that's a like I don't know. It's, people it, on Twitter are being idiots. It's it, yeah. Imagine, I was gonna say, imagine that. Yeah. I was gonna say college hoops. Shout out to Kansas. Twenty nine turnovers and almost won that game. Both those teams are not good. I'm giving a forewarning. Kansas and Duke both don't have good enough guard play to do anything this year in college basketball. So if Michigan, when Michigan State plays them, they'll probably play Kansas in the Maui Invitational. Michigan State beat Virginia Tech, beat them, and you you think they beat Duke as well? I think they would be. I I think they would beat Duke. So you think that Kentucky is astronomically better than those two teams? Yes, I think the teams that played in the second part of the game are actually like you can make. I don't think the teams that played in the first two games are necessarily top five teams. I think they're ranked there just because of the champions last. I, I think Louisville might be a top three team. Yeah, that's fair. We're not talking about college basketball. Let's move on to your D. Milner, Defensive Player of the Week, Aiden. So my SRZ, D. Milner, Defensive Player of the Week is West Virginia defensive end Darius Stills uh, for no other reason than he had three sacks against Baylor. And nice. West Virginia didn't look completely incapable against Baylor. They almost won that Baylor. game. They did. That was a, that, I did watch that game. I, that was a good one. So yeah, he had three one. sacks, ten yeah. total tackles, I believe. Uh, eight solo. Yeah, pretty pretty good. So uh, my SRZ, D. Milner, Defensive Player of the Week, would have to be Brady Breeze, partly because he has a great name, partly because he had a pick six against South Carol- uh, Southern California, sorry, USC, uh, along with seven tackles and a fumble recovery. Great game. Okay, we'll move on to the – wait, Bach, I, I didn't skip you this time, right? He talked and about the refs. The yes, referees. and Joe, Joe didn't have one for this one, so we're going to move on to the SRZ Powerhouse. Joey Ellis, Powerhouse Memorial Frame of the Week. I'm going to start off Brad Nessler. I love Brad Nessler, and I don't think he gets his due. I lo- Like, something about the CBS college football crew, you just kind of forget about those guys. When Vern Lundquist was doing it, you're just like, wait, he does He does one college football game a week. I always forget. I'm like, oh, Brad Nessler on CBS with Jerry Danielson. I enjoy it every time. Even though Gary Danielson sometimes could be a little senile. <laughs> Shout out to Gary Danielson, former Lions quarterback, but... I, I love Brad Nessler, and he reminds me of, like, the old NCAA college football games because he, he used to be the announcer on those games. Right. So shout out Brad Nessler. My SRZ, Joey Ellis Memorial Powerhouse Frame of the Week is Drew Brees. After that motivational speech he gave to the Purdue locker room ahead of the Nebraska game, I know maybe you're not for the whole rah-rah that Drew Brees is caring about Purdue football, but I watched that video, and I could run through a wall. Oh, if afterwards. you're in that locker room, you're losing you're ready. your mind. That, you're ready. I, I attribute at least 17 of Purdue's 31 points to Drew Brees. They started, off, they started off poorly, but it was a great speech. I, I want Drew Brees to be a college football coach when no he retires. Shot. He's had way I, too I, much money. I know he never will, but I want him to. All right, sorry, let me have this. Okay. All right, uh, my SRZ Joey Ellis Memorial Powerhouse Frame of the Week has to go to the Lions' newest Practice squad member Bo Scarborough. Many of you might remember him from his notorious Alabama jacked picture, and I just think it's cool that he's on the Lions now. Whatever happened to Bo Scarborough? He was uh, an undrafted free agent and then played for Dallas for a year, was on Seattle's practice squad for a little bit, then got cut, and now he is currently on the Detroit Lions. He was a huge recruit. Massive. He was uh, one of the first players from IMG Academy along with Shea Patterson. Shavier. One of my favorite 
Joe Tessator over dramatic calls involves Bo Scarborough. <laughs> I know you're in talking the, about in the playoff when uh, they Star were playing with, when they yeah. were playing Washington. Remember, he broke off that long run, and Tessator was like, "There goes Bo." Yeah, it's I love. Like, I'm trying love to make Tessator. it sound yeah. like it was Bo Jackson. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, I love Tessator. Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't. You don't I, like Tessator? No, I, I can't stand I, I like Joe te- Tessator. I like Tessator. I, I think the I wasn't Monday night to football. Rag on him. The Monday night football crew is the you worst. Like is the oh, yeah. worst crew yeah. in all of all of professional football. That's just I, incorrect. But uh, no, they're full of hot takes. We are full of hot takes. Have you, you ever think listened? Tom Brenneman's better than him? Yes. Yes. I like oh, Tom Brenneman. Yeah. I will say this. Know who's the worst? Dick Stockton. He's yeah, he's got absolutely atrocious. Do you remember the Lions Arizona game? I I feel bad for Dick Stockton because he probably at one time was good. Yeah, he just doesn't care anymore. Right, he literally doesn't care anymore. What about so. Kenny Albert? Bad. You and I bad. like Kenny Albert. Bad. I like Kenny Albert. Marv Albert. That's his Marv hey. is better. I don't like Marv. Marv That's is better than a Kenny. Take and a half. I love Marv. Marv Albert. is better than Kenny. Marv Albert is the voice like Mike Breen is probably the voice in the NBA now, but for like ever it used to be Marv Albert. I think for there was one time that Marv Albert called. I think it was a Blackhawks Kings. That's Kenny game. Albert. Kenny. That, that's Kenny. No, I think Marv Albert. There's no him. shot. I, I'm almost positive he did. It's Kenny Albert, Kenny's and it was like just guy. because. It's Kenny Albert. I will put it to like you can do research. I don't know if you can even research it. It was Kenny Albert. Ryan oh. Collins, resident hockey guy. Yeah, true. Kenny Albert is the only person who would in the like the Albert family who even considered hockey. doing hockey. Yep. Yeah. I'm telling you, one game. It was like one game You're in, in the playoffs some year, and it was Marv Albert. I'm, I, I, I'm not I making it up. Cannot say one way or another. So we need to see the record. I'm anyway, the call was really bad for that game. Yes. Well, okay. well there you go. Okay. Do, do I? Do you have your fat coach? Oh yeah. Before we get to Eric Bob. Oh yeah. And I was trying to think of this one last week. Oh no. My Joey Here Ellis. Is it Memorial Powerhouse Frame Powerhouse, of the Week? Yeah. Yeah. Memorial mm-hmm. Frame of the Week. I don't even know. Mark Mangino, he used to be the Kansas Kansas, coach. yeah, Todd yep. Reesing. Yes. Shout out to that they Kansas team. Dude Orange is Bowl. massive. Why have we talked about this 2007 Kansas <laughs> team at least like five times on this podcast? The, I swear to God. By the way, by the way, did Kansas and Missouri used to play in a neutral site? I have no idea. That's a good question. Because I, I was thinking about that because Missouri Texas was really Canada. good that year too. Yeah, they, they Chase played because Chase didn't know. They, I, remember, I remember the game. Yeah, when you they know what I'm talking about? Brett Musburger the, and Herb Street, it was at Missouri. That was the championship game. I'm, I'm telling sure. you, it was, was at it? Missouri. I'm pretty sure the it was the regular season game, game was at Missouri. It was at some random Zaxby's in Springfield, Missouri. <laughs> oh, the whole Zags. game was I've never had Zaxby's. Is Zaxby's good? Subpar. Subpar? Canes blows it out of the water. Oh, Canes is so good. Joe, why why does this guy come up? Are you just because he just does fat coaches. just like my shtick now is a, okay. every week it's a large and in charge head coach. Have like you done that. Andy Reid? Yes, he yes, did that. that, was, that was, I think that was the one that the opened it up. nutritionist from D three. <laughs> yeah, Andy, oh, yeah. Andy Reid's finest. Andy Reid is a two time Jesus two time winner of Powerhouse Frame of the Week because he was mine like weeks ago. Yeah, uh, I don't remember. Bach, do you have one? I do. <laughs> Okay, you know, I was, I had a, I was bouncing back and forth. My Joey Ellis powerhouse memorial frame of the week is the three guys from Impact Sports that went to New York yesterday and got back this morning. Yeah, Mr. Dandron is one of them. Joe Dandron, Julian Mitchell. I think I'm actually going to go with like my official frame of the week because out of the three of you, the only person that has a real frame is Trent. Yes. Oh, so, thanks. <laughs> 
Thanks. So, you know, so Trent, I'm going to go Trent and then Joe is 1A and and Julian is 1AA. By the way, by the way, no, well done, guys. Five I, hours of sleep. All, last all jokes, hours. all jokes aside, the guys did a really nice job. And yes. good coverage. Re- represented us well. I got to listen to some of the call. It was good on my way home from Aquinas last night, and uh, well done. Thank you. By the way, that Missouri Kansas team in uh, 2007 told the border showdown at Arrowhead Stadium. Wasn't Chase so Daniel wrong. right? Yeah, Chase Daniel. 40, 49 in that game. Yeah, a lot of passing times. Yeah, shout out to... He completed 40 passes in that yeah, game. Yeah, holy Moses. Jeremy Macklin on that team. That team was good. Whatever. Let's move on from Missouri Macklin and Kansas. had 22 yards. Let's, let's get into the Big Ten this week. Let's look at the slate a little bit better. OSU's off by... They're going to kill Maryland. I think the line's like minus 43. That might 43 not be, and a half. It might not sure, be yeah. enough. Jesus. Purdue, let's inch closer. They, I think they're three and six, but their schedule's not that bad. I think if the only tough team they got left on their schedule is I think they got to play Wisconsin and Indiana, which are two teams they're probably not going to beat. But if you win this week against Northwestern, it gives you an opportunity in the last two games of the year to get to six wins. And then the biggest game in Minnesota football history since the Metrodome closed. I can't remember a bigger Minnesota game in the last 15 years. And the biggest game in TCF Bank history. I think the second biggest one was when they played MSU on Halloween, if anyone remembers that game. Mm-hmm. Big game. Big game. I think that's when they – it was the first night game in TCF. But uh, uh, it's going to be a big game against Penn State. We're going to talk about the matchup later. But I, I'm excited for Minnesota. I like having a team in the West that's not a usual power. Like our, That's good because I'm tired of Iowa and Wisconsin. I want one of these teams like Purdue, Minnesota, or Northwest. I mean, Nebraska. Not even Nebraska, because yeah. they were good early parts of their Big Ten tenure. But let's see a team like Minnesota, Purdue, give a have a shot to go to the Big Ten championship game. It's cool. So, no no thoughts on that, guys. No, I mean, I, I think it's a great game. I'm I'm really looking forward to watching it this weekend if I can. Uh, yeah. Up in up in the press box, but uh, I'm I'm excited for it. I think Minnesota is going to give up. Are gonna put up a better fight than a lot of people think. But I agree. We'll, noon we'll noon see. kickoff, right? Yes. Good old McDonough's gonna be there. I don't know how cold that's gonna be. It's probably gonna be freezing. Yeah, I mean it snowed here today, so we'll see what it's like in Minnesota. Love it, love it. Next we got the battle for the Heartland Trophy. The little pig that I the the pig it it, it should be what the trophy is called. Because the pig. You know what I'm saying? You you don't know what the Heartland Trophy is. You know what the pig is. Between Wisconsin and Iowa and Camp Randall, PU. I don't want to watch this team. Sorry. <laughs> like yeah, I, I know it's a ranked matchup. I don't care. I like Wisconsin. And Iowa can get out of my face after the the way Wisconsin showed themselves after Illinois against Ohio State. I'm kind of over Wisconsin this year. Whatever. And then shout out to Michigan State and Illinois for scheduling their game at three thirty, so it could ruin my whole weekend basically. So I can't watch. The LSU Alabama game the way I want to. I I truly hate you, Fox Sports One. Hate you. Just don't watch the Michigan State game. I'm covering the Michigan State game. I completely forgot you're calling the game. I'm yes. sorry. Yes. Joe and Collins. Yes. Joe. Being interesting. Two play by plays in one week for Dandron. Oh yeah. Jeepers. We got MSG on Tuesday. We got a Spartan Stadium. What Saturday. a week. Spartan Stadium Saturday. It's gonna be you know, a got week. a little bit of high school football, covering some high school football. Where are you going Friday. on Friday too? I'm going to St. John's. Or no, I'm going to Hazlitt, Hazlitt for the St. John's. That'll game. be good. 
I, mean, I I just need to say this right now. Uh, Tony Snell is currently seven of seven and four of four from three. What's the What's the score of the Pistons, Dan? Uh, Ninety nine eighty five. They're up. Tony Snell. How many oh, points? Man. It's Tony our Christmas Snell miracle. He has eighteen Stones, points. Man, he's shooting a hundred percent from the field right now, including four of four from three. I I'll, mean that that's what Tony Snell does every once in a while, though. I mean that's that's the definition of Tony Snell. I will tell you, he's just a knockdown three point shooter. The Pistons have never been a sixth seed like such. It's so locked in that they're going to be the sixth seed in the East. It's hilarious to me. Yeah. And then get their heads like absolutely smashed in the first round. But go Pistons. Love the Pistons. Let's move into the Illinois preview. We already talked about how this is a three thirty kick, but Illinois trying to get to a bowl for the first time in two thousand since two thousand fourteen when they played in the Heart of Dallas Bowl. Illinois coming into the game five and four, lit a lot of momentum. Most momentum Illinois had under Lovey Smith. Brandon Peters, the quarterback, Michigan transfer, been pretty solid. Has been great, thrown for a thousand, basically a thousand yards, thirteen TDs, and four INTs. Reggie Corbin, big playmaker, can break off a couple of runs. You saw that against Wisconsin. He had like a fifty-yard touchdown, five hundred and seventy-seven yards, and five TDs. Very capable of making big plays. Fun fact: I think he has one reception for zero yards this year, which is pretty hard to do in this like age of college football when the running back is part of the pass game. And then former Michigan commit De La Harding, 102 total tackles and leading the line eye and is in f- is fourth in the country in total tackles. He'll probably be all Big Ten this year. Yeah, Good player. He, he had uh, a pick six last year, uh, last week too. Yes, very. I think he has a couple pick sixes actually. He has two touchdowns on the year. Yes. yes. So, uh, and then Illinois, my Nets like fun thing about them. They'll probably wear weird jerseys that look kind of cool. Like they they either have like very like wow I like these jerseys or they're wearing like gray and you're like is that Illinois so just expect that when you take the field on Saturday does Michigan State break out the neons again for good juju maybe oh, I don't boy. know oh, here's a question for you guys who was Illinois' coach in 2014 when they last Ron went, Zook or nope, no when they went to the Heart of I, Dallas Bowl I was thinking about that I have no idea who Illinois last coach coach was before Lovey Smith Yeah good luck thinking of it Is it like uh was it like a coordinator He got fired a week before the 2015 season Didn't wasn't weird stuff going on yep. like in the program Mhm I don't know it's Tim it. Beckman Oh uh, yeah, I was not that guy with the. He was a visor guy. Yep. Tim, but Be- yeah, he wasn't a good coach. Yeah, any yeah, yeah. Tim Beckman. Tim Beckman. Beckman is a very like name that I just sent you Frank Beckman for Michigan football, and there's a lot of Beckmans in the world. The and guy just, that uh, used to do play by play. Yeah, for I just them? sent you yeah. about Frank Beckman. He also did Tigers games. Yeah. Very surprising. He was good. Yeah, he was very he good. He and Brandstatter together. I mean, they were Michigan homers, but that's what you expect. They, right? Yeah, I mean, Michigan State's right. It's the same thing. Exactly. And then other, and MSU notes for this game, Matt Allen, Daryl Stewart, both out with injuries. Horn. Pretty big losses for Michigan State, but at, at this point in the season, it's kind of hard to like get up for any injury and just be like, is that is it really that big of a loss? Because what is everyone like on that offensive line really producing? And Daryl Stewart, he's had a very good year, but at the same time, I, I didn't expect him to be out this week. Did you guys? I didn't really even see that coming. No, he just I wasn't, didn't. He just was on the, not on the depth chart on Tuesday. So that was interesting. And then MSU hasn't played Illinois since the last time Michigan State went 3-9 and nine and went to Champaign. If you remember that game, I think Michigan State played, started Darian, Damian Terry, yep. he got hurt, mm-hmm. and then Tyler O'Connor came back in, got a concussion. Yep. 
Terry then, came back in. Yeah. Somehow recovered from his whatever his injury yeah. was, and then they went for it on fourth down at the end, and Terry Lost. like yeah. like dropped the ball or something terrible. That was a low point in Michigan State football, right there. Yeah, we think we're we think that Michigan State is in a bad spot now, but that was it was worse then. It, yeah, it, it was not good. It was not good. I, I I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on this game, any preview. I've watched a couple of Illinois games, I, and we're gonna get into the line because I think that's the biggest story about this game. I know Aiden's an Illinois native. You got you got any thoughts about this Lovey Smith led team? So one of my very good friends went here, but grew up in Champaign, Illinois. Yes. Mm-hmm. He now lives in Chicago again. He's coming up for this game, and he will be wearing orange and blue. He went to Michigan State, but he has always been, first and foremost, an Illinois fan. That's very weird. And I okay. and I look at this game, and I can't blame him. Because at uh, least he's rooting for a team who's going to be trying in this game. Okay. True. I, 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 that's, okay, fine. That that will be my question. Do you think Michigan State this week signifies Michigan State showing some pride that, like, hey, we're tired of getting, like, get the dust kicked on us and all that stuff? Or is that, uh, like, because the last three games, they've gotten to shellac, but all against very, very good, like, football teams. Top 12, top and, 14 teams. And two of those are on the road. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can, like, make some excuses for that. The Penn State game, I don't know how you make excuses for that, personally. I don't think you can. But if they flat out just, like, lose to Illinois at home, then it's ri- and then you play Michigan the next week, the house is coming down hard. So I, I do you think they respond? I personally think they're they're gonna draw and beat Illinois. Do you guys do you guys see a possibility they lose to the Illini? Yes. You yes. I, I distinct. I, yeah, I think it's it's very possible. I don't think that it's it's a, a a case of Michigan State is playing for pride here. I think it's just a case of they might run into at this point a better team. I I agree. I agree. Completely agree. And as I say that, it's time for the pitch. Hey, <laughs> that was a great transition there. That was seamless. But uh, we'll start with Michigan State, Illinois. 3.30 kick on FS1. MSU minus 14 and a half. Sheepers. Against Illinois. And I'm going to start off and say this. There is no shot Michigan State covers oh, minus none. 14 and a half. None. No shot. Literally zero. Because guess what? Michigan State cannot score that many points. And, and like, it doesn't matter. Michigan State wins this game. It's going to be 17 to 7. Yep. Like, they're not they're not beating anyone by 14 and a half. This is an asinine line. It's crazy. Absolutely yeah. crazy. Illinois covers easy. Yeah, I have no idea why this line is so big. I don't know who Vegas is trying to fool. I don't know any Michigan State fans that would bet this line. I only know people that would bet... Illinois covers, and that's what I got to go with here. My score prediction is Illinois wins this game 31 to 20. I, I think Michigan State wins, but I think Illinois covers pretty easily. Michigan State has own, uh, has given up more than 30 points in each of its last games since, I believe, Northwestern. I do believe Michigan, this is a crazy take. I do think Michigan State will be able to run the football this Saturday. You, you took my take from me. I think oh, Elijah sorry. Collins has 100-plus yeah. rushing yards this week. I don't know why. They're, I mean, Illinois is not a good rushing defense. They've been ran, ran on by basically everyone. I like Michigan State to win this game 21-20. to 20. One point Oh, win. my God. 
That was exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I was literally going to say 20. I swear I was going to say 21 to 20. So now I have to go 17 to 16 Michigan State. Okay. I love it. Probably more accurate. I'm not going to lie. Joe Dandron. It's going to be a grinded so, out game. Eric, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, so obviously I have Illinois covering, but yeah, go, go for it. So I'm going to have Illinois covering too. And it's going to be a low scoring affair. 10-7. Ten, Michigan seven. State wins it oh. on a chilly Saturday. Is it supposed to be cold? I don't know. It's, well, it's cold today. I wouldn't imagine it be any warmer on <laughs> Saturday. I guess. Whatever. We, um, we, the weather's weird. It's going to be a cold one. We Saturdays. did forget to go over the standings. Okay. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. Uh, so, let's we should have passed this up. Real quick. Last week, Alex and Ryan went 2-4. and four. Uh, I went 3-3. Three and three. Joe and Eric, big winners, 4-2. and two. What? So, uh, Joe's still in first place. He now has a three-point cushion, or three-win cushion Stop, over me. Joe. I'm geez. in second. Uh, McCray is in third. And then Ryan and Eric are tied for, yeah. for fourth. I'm not in last by myself anymore. Let's go. Shout out. Let's go move in, Let's move into the second biggest game of the week. We go to Minneapolis. ABC noon kickoff. Minnesota hosts a number four ranked Penn State Nittany Lions, and they're getting seven points at TCF Bank Stadium. We'll start off with Eric Bach. I love Penn State in this. I think they win by two touchdowns. Okay. So Penn State covers for me. Joe Dandron. Oh, going with Minnesota. Minnesota plays at home. Yes. Good. And I, this and is, I, and I this think Minnesota good. wins be, this game. We have to be different. And I think they win by double digits, too. Minnesota? We have to be different so I, oh, yeah. uh, so I catch up to you. In the okay. tundra. Okay, we'll, we'll do, everyone just gave Joe the weirdest look we've yep. ever seen, but we'll go to Alex McCray. You know, I think this game's going to be close. I don't know if Minnesota wins it, but I got Minnesota covering. I think they're going to get up for this game. This is the biggest game, like you said, in Minnesota football in the last at least 20 years. So yes. I think I think they're going to cover. I'll, I'll go Nets. I love Minnesota to cover here. I think it's one of those games where in the first half they're going to play up, very, like, up to Penn State's level. I don't think Penn State's that good. I don't think they're the number four team in the country, but they have skill everywhere. They have talent all over the field, and I think they'll eventually win out, but I do think Minnesota covers. I think it's going to be a game where you see Minnesota play well deep into the fourth quarter, have a shot to win this game, but you see Penn State maybe bleed the clock out with five minutes left. I like Minnesota to cover. This is, this is great for me. I love this. I, uh, I don't have much to say about this game. Uh, the home dogs are barking. I'll take P.J. Fleck and the Gophers yes. to cover. Make me alone here. I, yeah, that's it's why you're last. I'm gonna I'm gonna gain a bunch on all you guys for, because of this game. We move to the ACC as Virginia Tech welcomes in the 19th ranked Wake Forest Demon Deacons into Blattsburg, Virginia. 3:30 kick on ACC Network. Wake Forest is favored by two and a half points, and I'm gonna start off. Give me Wake Forest oh, yeah. bid. Even I, I know Blattsburg is a very tough place to play. I know they got enter Sam and they all all, all that. They don't got anything for Julian Newman, the quarterback at Wake Forest, and the offensive scheme that Wake is running. They have one of the most creative read option schemes I've seen in college football, where they wait to like hand the football off. If you watch them play, it looks horrible, but it works, yep. and it and it works. So I like Wake Forest this week. Is and it me? Is it me next? Sure. Jump in. Wake whenever. Forest, easy for me. Love the Demon Deacons. Mr. Hunt. I will also take the Demon Deacons. I, I really want to take Vatek just because it's in Blacksburg, but I think I think Wake Forest will take Justin, care of them handily. 
Justin Fuente is on his way out, I think. I don't think he is. I think he's kind of resurrected his job the last couple weeks. This is a tough one. This is a tough one because it, it is at Vatek. Give me Vatek, though. Give yes. me the Hokies. I'm okay. going gonna, gonna to gain all all types on you this week. This it, doesn't ma- it doesn't matter. Whatever Joe says will probably happen, exactly. even though he's even though he so uninformed. Hey, you know, <laughs> I don't understand lines. Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, that's what it says? Oh, that's what I wrote on the paper. I, 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 I see this line, and I look at Virginia Tech, and I think, they can't actually cover in this game, no. right? I mean, they are not a, a good football team, I don't think. No, they're so, not bad. Their defense has shown up the last couple weeks. They played good at Notre Dame. They should have won that game. You know what? Give me Vatek. Okay. Man, okay. I love it when people ahead of me pick incorrectly. Oh, oh. That's a that great, was a bold that, statement, that's a great thing to say from the last from, from last, last place. place. Hey, yeah. co-last place with you, yes. so I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I'm not... I, well, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. People in front yeah, of me. That's true. That's fair. Nets game. <laughs> we go to Memorial Stadium in Austin, Texas, as the Longhorns not ranked anymore, laying seven points mm. to newly minted number 16th Kansas State and Styler Thompson in the Wildcats. This is an ESPN game at 3:30. We'll start off with Aiden Hunt. Texas is almost dead. Yeah. Yes. You say? In terms of, of Texas standards, I know we've we've said Purdue's dead. We have said Northwestern's <laughs> dead. Northwestern is dead. I think for their standards, Texas is dead. I like Skylar Thompson and the Wildcats to cover and to win outright. Okay. I, I this is a weird line. I think it's a little bit of a sucker line. Kansas State's had two pretty big weeks, beating Oklahoma and then beating up on an improved Kansas team. I like Texas to cover here. Mm. This is a this is a number where it doesn't make any sense, and I think this is a week where you're gonna see Sam Ellinger have a big week. And I get I get that Skylar Thompson, Skylar Thompson's not to be able to expose the Texas secondary. He's a running quarterback. He reminds me of Kellen Klein. Is that is that Colin Colin Klein? Excuse me, but I I, I don't think Kansas State's offense is made to. We, like really exploit what Texas's yeah. weaknesses are. Give me Texas. Alex McCray. You know, I got to agree with you, Ryan Collins. Oh. I, I I think that this is a sucker line. I think people that that bet the TCU, I mean that bet the, sorry not TCU that bet the KSU line here are just basing it off of the fact that they beat Oklahoma, and I don't think that necessarily means that they're a better team than Texas. I think that. Texas is going to really get up for this game. It's it's playing for pride at this point. I think they want to reiterate the fact that Texas is back and a big ranked win. <laughs> over, Texas isn't bad. They're not I, good. I, I understand that, but that's what their narrative is going to be. Joe Dandron doing Joe, the horn sound. Yeah, Joe, you realize that the the listeners can't see you, right? Yeah, I, I know. I don't know why he just <laughs> doesn't okay. speak into the mic. I, I, no, I was doing it for you guys. He does all sorts of gesturing during the show. Anyway, are you done, Alex? Give give me Texas. All right. Um, I was the guy that picked Texas to go to the college football playoff at the beginning of the season. It happens. So for that reason, I'm picking Kansas State. Um, You're mad at them. Yes. Also, I have two two very intelligent, lovely referee friends at Kansas State that do a really nice job. And um, shout out to Man Kansas, Nate, Manhattan Nate, Kansas. My guys, Nate Searley and Tyler Burroughs. So shout out to you guys. Uh, Kansas State uh, wins outright on the road in Austin. I wouldn't be surprised, but this line is so weird. Where I'm just taking touches. 
Or we, oh, I'm up? Okay. You're in the Kansas lead. Kansas State. Yeah, oh, thank you. We, we finally agree. I had to. We move on to the Heartland Trophy game. Number 13, Wisconsin welcomes in Iowa into Camp Randall. This is a 4 o'clock Fox game. Wisconsin laying 9.5 points, which seems like a lot for a ranked opponent in a team that plays the style that Wisconsin does. It's not enough points. I like Wisconsin big. I, to get out of my face, Iowa. There's no way you're the number 18th team in the country. Give me Wisconsin by like 30. Get out of my face. They're not going to be able to move the ball in Wisconsin's defense. I love the Badgers in this game. Oh, I, I think love Iowa, them. I don't think they score any points. I think they put up a goose egg. That's a, yeah. They've done that, but I mean, Wisconsin's defense has done that before, but I don't see that. Joe Dandron. Okay, got to go with Wisconsin. You saw what they did. I mean, obviously, they laid the egg against Ohio State, but you saw what they did that Michigan team in Camp Randall. Yeah, give I, me Ohio. Give me Wisconsin. They're a different team than they were then, though. I don't know. They're not the same. They yeah. don't have that juju. But I still, I was not that good. Wisconsin, yes. uh, if you were listening earlier in the show to Ryan Collins' rant about how bad Iowa is. They're terrible. If you watch the Iowa-Michigan game, Worst there's no game. question in my mind that Wisconsin covers 9.5 in this one. Okay. Yeah, there's nothing more I can add. Give me Wisconsin. All on Wisconsin, so that means Iowa's winning out. For right? sure. That, that's yep. how it works. Yep. And we move into the biggie. Number three, Alabama hosts number two, LSU, CBS. We got the Brad Nessler, Gary Danielson crew. 3.30 kick. I was a little disappointed it wasn't a night game, but they, hey. They get their one night game a year, and they already spent it on Georgia-Notre Dame. I did not know that. That's but why I, it's 3.30. I feel like they're kicking themselves now that that's a well. <laughs> That turned out to be a really good game yeah, at but. the time, but yeah, I see what you're saying. But 3.30 kick, it feels like college football, feels like the SEC, so it's still good. Alabama lane minus six, lane six points in Bryant-Denny this Saturday. We'll start off with Alex McCray. You know, this game, to me, is weird. I, I want to say that Alabama is going to just roll like they did last year, but I think this LSU team is different. Whenever I've bet against LSU so far, they've burned me, so give me the Tigers. Go Tigers. Move on to Aiden Hunt. I think this game being in Tuscaloosa is everything. Joe Dandron keeps trying to look at my picks. I hate when he does this. Get your own computer in front of you, Joe. Um, and I think that this, I, I like LSU to cover. I think six points is just enough for Coach O and Big Game Burrow to, to ball out and at least make it a close game. I don't know about outright, but I like them to cover. I really do hope that the Tigers do win on Saturday. I, I, I'll go next. I just think LSU's a better team. I, I Nothing against Alabama. And I, I, I get to us coming back from an ankle injury, whatever's going on with his foot, ankle, whatever. I think Joe Burrow, is, I, he's made himself into a first-round draft pick. The guy couldn't even get on the field at Ohio State. If you watch him, he's just got something about him, that leadership. Coach O's done a fantastic job. Joe Brady, their offensive coordinator, they've been great. Give me LSU outright. I love them this week. You guys are so silly. I know. I know I'm silly. betting against Nick Saban at home. I don't care what Joe Burrow has done. Both teams coming off by, still. Joe Burrow is what Nick Saban has consistently eaten for lunch in his tenure in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide for me. I, I, I get what you're saying, but I think I think Joe Burrow has proven he can play at the Nets level. I think he has too. I just think Alabama is going to win at home by more than six. Okay. 
You know what? I've bet on the Tigers a lot this year. Yes, you have. I bet a lot. And you're in first place. And I am in first place. So, but you know what that means. Roll Tide. Give me Bama. Roll Tide. Okay. I thought about, it up. thought about asking you to pause it and start playing Sweet Home Alabama, but that would have been a little dramatic. It's a fantastic song. It is. We move into the Bang wild card games. Who, who wants to start? Because I, I can't. I think my the huh? wild card was one of the games I won last week. Actually, yeah, that's true. We went 4-1 and one on the wild card last week. Our only loss... Alex McRae taking Hawaii two-point favorites. Have not gotten a wild card game yet this year, baby. I Man. love it. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll start off. I'm going to say in the Pac-12 because I did this last week. I like Colorado plus three and a half at Oof. home against Stanford. Colorado's bad, dude. Stanford's not good. Stanford's just as bad as Colorado. Mel Tucker's team's out a little bit healthier the last couple weeks. Colorado then. Colorado kind of ran into a buzzsaw UCLA team. That team might give some teams some trouble down the stretch. Watch out for that Chip Kelly bunch. I like Colorado this week to cover plus three and a half. I'll go next. Uh, Baylor did not do as well as I thought they would last week against West Virginia. Only won by a coming. field goal. Then I took your pick. No, I thought about it, but I knew somebody else would take it. It's kind of just a sucker line. Yeah, Two and a half is. against TCU. A TCU team that beat Texas, mind you. But I like the Bears to cover and to, to win handily as a bounce-back game from last week. Can I go next? They're yeah. minus two and a half. Yes, you can. Um, we talked about this squad a little bit earlier. The Missouri Tigers going to Sanford Stadium this week in Athens, Georgia. as six, Interesting game. As 16 and a half point underdogs. Uh, Kelly Bryant is hurt. And whether if he plays, it will not be nearly at 100%. They, if Missouri wants any shot in this game, they need Kelly Bryant at 100%. Give me the Georgia Dogs to cover okay. 16 and a half at home. We didn't really talk about that the biggest cocktail party like ever game, like Georgia Florida. Not yeah. a good game. Jade Front made a lot of big plays down he the did. stretch. That's all I'll say. I, I got, I gotta say, Collins. My roommate was right. It wasn't a close game. Never is. It was a close game. The final score didn't indicate it. They won by seven points. It was points. 24-17 was the final, right? <laughs> yes. Wasn't they won, it? They won by a touchdown, yes. I it thought was. it was a 10-point one. No. Oh, well. Luke, Jade Fromm made a fantastic hey, throw. Points. Still alive. Fantastic <laughs> throw on third down. Joe. Whatever it was. Go Joe Dallas this week. Yeah. Uh, regardless of what I just said, disregard it. Um, th- there's an interesting line in the ACC. Miami is favored by six and a half points over Louisville. Both teams have looked pretty average at times this year, but I kind of like Louisville in this game. Their favorite, I mean, they're they're six and a half point dogs, so give me the Cardinals. Okay, Aiden Hunt. I already won. Oh, my goodness, Colin. Joe Dandron. I I just we have five, we have five people for the it's first time in like three weeks. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. brain yeah, is scrambled. Yeah. I gotta. You know what? I was happy I found this one. Because oh, here we this go. one, we got a team out of the Sun Belt, oh, seven and one, man. and they're playing South Carolina this week. App State plus five and a half. I'm taking App State plus five and a half that's against ri- South Carolina. That's a risk in, when you're in first place. Coming Joe. off, oh, a, coming off a I'm loss. I'm surprised nobody too. took. Uh, I really thought because we South loved Carolina. To, no, uh, App State's coming off a loss. The yeah, they are. Last we, week. we love to talk about UConn football on this show. I thought that. Uh, somebody would pick Cincinnati covering 35 at home against the the Huskies of Connecticut. I thought that that was what somebody was going to do. Uh, uh, UConn is a, the deadest of dead programs. So. <laughs> okay, I, I just I just wanted to uh, to talk about something here a little bit. Um, 
with my mishap I had a couple of minutes ago, <laughs> I could have sworn I saw the final score for Georgia Florida at twenty four to ten. That's why I said that. Well, well that's it, not correct. Who's, I, why I did understand Florida that get now. Their, Florida scored pretty, pretty late. late. Yes, yeah. they scored late. Yeah, but so I I I saw the score in the fourth quarter and I said, okay, well Georgia's going well, well, to win twenty four. Well, you were wrong, so that <laughs> doesn't change things, but. Good episode. Georgia Dogs got to win by 16 and a half this week. That's all I got to say. Okay. Good, good episode this week. We're going to be covering the Illinois game. Bach, unfortunately, is not calling the game. It's me and Dandron. So it should be interesting. How... <laughs> Don't sound so excited No, there, Dandron Collins. was fantastic he was. During, during the basketball he game was. last night. So I'm not going to say anything about that. I'm concerned about myself. I'm excited to personally. listen to Dandron's football play-by-play oh, it's chops. Gonna be it's going to be, as uh, a Mountaineer might say, like App State, Rocky. <laughs> but, uh, road. If, you, if you're not tuned into the LSU Alabama game, follow our coverage at WDBM Impact Sports on Twitter. And for Ryan Collins, Alex McCray, Eric Bach, Aiden Hunt, and Joe Dandron, thank you for listening to SRZ, and we hope to see you guys next week. You have been listening to Spartan Red Zone, a production of Impact 89 FM. For more Michigan State sports news, visit impact89fm.org slash sports.